Hey everyone, this is Kyle Maddox, your host with Life in Ministry. We're so thankful to be having you join us today on our podcast. We pray it is a blessing to you. And also, we're so thankful for your support and getting the word out about Life in Ministry. So if you have not shared our podcast with your family and friends, please let them know. And also that we are on Facebook, and we're so appreciative of your support. And we pray this podcast is a blessing to you. But if you also feel drawn or directed by God to support Life and Ministry, where we would be so honored and thankful for your support, you can send us an email to lifeandministry777 at gmail.com for more details. But you are available to send us a check made out to Life and Ministry. But we're also on uh, PayPal and Cash App for those that have those. So just send us an email and we'd be honored that you would support what we're trying to do and what God has called us to do with Life and Ministry. So let's check out this podcast today. We pray it's a blessing to you and we pray you all have a great day in Jesus' name. Welcome to Life and Ministry. I'm your host, Kyle Maddox, and I'm so thankful to be joining you once again today. And I just so appreciate your continued support and what we're doing here at Life and Ministry. And uh, one thing I've always promised from the beginning is that we want to hear from you. We want to hear what you want us to share and what the, the speakers and the topics you want us to have. And this is one of them. And we're going to be talking with a very, very special couple tonight. And we're so appreciative of uh, Brother and Sister Ron Bryan, missionaries to the country of Haiti. And Brother and Sister Bryan, I am so appreciative of you and your ministry. We met uh, in 2008 yeah. in the Dominican Republic while I was on a sure. Next Steps appointment. And yes. what a life-changing time. You all have made such an impact on my life and still are. Thank you. I am so appreciative of your, your ministry and your sacrifice serving in the country of Haiti. And I want you Thank to just you, read God. our audience, share whatever's okay. on your heart, and just give your support at what we're doing here at Life and Ministry. Sure. I'm so thankful that you guys have joined us tonight. Thank you so much. Well, we would like to take a moment to say thank you for the opportunity to join you tonight uh, on this uh, podcast so we can just share a little bit about what's going on in our life and what's uh, been going on in Haiti. Uh, we have been uh, missionaries for the last 30 years now. And so we do we do appreciate the opportunity to share th this time with you uh, and what's going on. Uh, my name's Ron. This is my wife, Terry, to give you a little, little introduction. And as I said, we've been missionaries now for 30 years. Uh, the last uh, 20 have been in the country of Haiti. And uh, during that time, we have seen a lot of great things going on, which we'll share tonight uh, and what God has done, how we got to where we are and the different things that God has done in the country of Haiti. Haiti is known as the, the poorest country in the Western Hemisphere, but along with the poverty um, and the violence and everything that's been going on, God is still pouring out his spirit like never before. Last year we had over 14,000 receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And so uh, truly a tremendous time, uh, a, a kind of a, which with all the crime, going on right now people aren't able to get out and go to their normal church drive great distances so what are they doing uh this last uh, month we were able to see new churches started just because people can't get to their others but yet the the word of god is being divided and uh, uh multiplied by by dividing and so we we do give god thanks for um all that he has done and, and allowed us to sing uh if you have told me um, when I first started that we would see the miracles and 
different thing going on. I, I would have never believed it, but God has truly blessed uh, the work in Haiti. Uh, we uh, now have a children's home, medical clinic, uh, different things going on. So we do thank God for his many, many, many blessings, more than I could, I could ever uh, imagine. In my wildest dreams, if you had told me 30 years ago when we started our missions, uh, ministry that uh, we would see what we've been able to see. I would have thought there is no earthly way, but uh, truly God has blessed. Uh, and I, I, I want to take a moment just to uh, give him thanks for all that he's done and his protecting hand and the, the miracles of protection that we've seen. And the, those that we've had uh, seen filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost, the many miracles and, and what we've been able to do reaching lives as far as in our children's home, and the different aspects of ministry that's going on uh, in the in the country of Haiti, and truly, uh, he deserves the, the credit. Nothing that that we could ever ever do could have done that. But uh, we give God thanks and the and the glory for his truly his anointing and blessing that he's put upon uh, Ron and Terry. Would you like to add anything to this part? I just want to say thank you also to you, Brother Maddox, and for uh, life and ministry and uh, taking uh, sometimes a raw look at what life and ministry is all about. And so we appreciate you um, asking us uh, to be with you tonight and being able to share uh, this. And I think that that helps um, encourage others to, to enter the, the life of ministry. Yes, yes, I yes. believe before this night's over, we're going to have a uh, just an anointing upon this uh, this time, this interview, and this time together. I so much appreciate that, and that's one thing I've so much appreciated about you guys is you're 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 just real. You're just <laughs> you're just down to earth people, and uh, it's been oh, oh, well over ten years now, uh, yes. well over ten years that we met, and we've stayed connected. I've just so much appreciated y'all and what you do. Your sacrifice, I know it's not easy, uh, number one, being a missionary, being away from your family, being away from your home church and different things, but just where you guys serve. And so that's, I just want you to know, I know I've shared that privately, but I so much appreciate that sacrifice that you guys put your life on the line uh, to share the gospel, to, to see lives changed. And I, I do believe that through this episode, we're going to see people go into the missionary field and that's yes. one reason why we sh sh we were sharing this episode. It, it's been requested, but the one reason why I've acted upon it, uh, as you guys yes. know, it's it's a heart of mine. And uh, but also, <laughs> you know, we've even shared, you know, about the life of an evangelist. And you know, because it's, it's it's one of those things that we want we want people to get involved. And I believe that through what you guys share tonight, that's gonna happen. We're gonna see people reach out and and get connected and go on. Aim trips, go on next step trips, and I'm just I'm yes. looking forward to what's going to come of this episode. And so that's what we're talking about tonight: is the life of a missionary. Where you have two of the finest missionaries of Global Missions of the United Pentecostal Church. And so, brother and sister Brian, however you guys want to do this, I just want you to share your heartbeat on the life of a missionary, what it takes, what you guys have done, and uh, just kind of whatever you want to share from your heart, and then we'll dive into some questions. But again, thank you so much for the honor of being with us tonight. Thank you. Um, you know, uh, God uh, called us, and it has kind of been an ongoing process. And I think it's that way in anything in life, anything that we do, it, uh, that God takes us and uh, he molds us and makes us what he wants us to be. 
And in the end result is, is a beautiful thing. Uh, I remember uh, even now I still pray that prayer. Uh, just mold me and make me what you want me to be. And at the end of it, God will do that. And uh, I, I believe that tonight as we talk about the different things that uh, you go through as a missionary uh, and why maybe some people have not accepted the calling mm. that God has placed upon your heart, whoever you may be tonight, uh, that uh, that by the end of this uh, episode, that that God is going to take that uh that calling and 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 maybe rejuvenate that thing yeah. and, and and get it going again that you can realize it's not too late it doesn't matter how old you are or how young you are uh that uh, that god has a special calling and it takes god's anointing upon anything that we do without god's anointing and god's blessing upon it it would never get done and truly we give uh give him credit but i believe that god has something great in store for whoever you are that's listening tonight uh, today that uh, truly uh, God is going to take that calling and, and rebirth that calling that, that uh, he has called you to do. Amen. Amen. And I am again, so thankful to have you guys. You guys are some special people and we're just so thankful uh, to have you joining us tonight. And we're going to talk about, again, the life of a missionary. And so for this first question, brother and sister, Brian, can you speak about how your calling into global missions transpired? I know you said for the last 20 years you've been in Haiti. So maybe talk about, you know, just from the beginning into where you are now, how that all transpired. Okay. Uh, with, with us, it has been an ongoing uh, process, and he's still uh, working that calling out. Uh, I was first called to be a missionary uh, at the age of nine years old. Wow. Um, now at 60, so it's been but I've never forgotten that calling. Uh, at nine years old, my father was a pastor and hanging on the wall of the, of the little church on uh, 1316 South Martin Lane, Tempe, Arizona. I could take you to the place. Um, but that had a, a missionary map on the wall. And one day I, we had folding chairs and, and it wasn't safe. And I don't know what I was doing doing it, but uh, I pulled that folding chair up next to the wall and I climbed up on the chair where I could see the missionary map. And as I was looking at that missionary map, uh, God told me then that uh, that I would. You're good. OK, we must have got a phone call or you. I didn't... don't know. I, no, I didn't. Okay. We might have. Um, we got it on mute. But okay. You're good. I, nothing came through. Okay. So I'll start back over. Sure. Okay. Not all the way from the beginning. Okay. No. Uh, yes. As I uh, was climbing up on the chair, yes. uh, I was looking at the map and the Lord told me then that I would be... Uh, that I would be on that map of the United Pentecostal Church as a missionary. And uh, I, I held on to that. Mm. Uh, at the time, I had a very bad speech impediment. Matter of fact, you couldn't understand my, uh, my speech at all. And everyone said, you know, you couldn't be a preacher, evangelist, or anything, much less a missionary. Uh, but, but God has a miracle, and, uh, and, and here I am. So I give God thanks for that. And as time began to grow, um, I didn't go and actually into the mission field until I was uh, 30 years old. 
uh, we quit our job and it was time to pack up and, and do the call that uh, God had laid upon our heart to fulfill. Uh, my wife has a similar story. Uh, she was called as a child, uh, came from a very rough background. And uh, one day a Sunday school teacher, uh, she came on the bus and Sunday school teacher asked everyone to write down what they wanted to be when they grew up. And uh, as a bus kid coming from a broken home, uh, she wrote down that she wanted to be a missionary mm. and uh, didn't know it at the time. We both got, you know, met each other, got married and uh, didn't do it for a few years. And on our 10th anniversary, we said, you know what, we've got to we got to do this. So that's where we've been for the last 30 years. My and that's God. how we got where we are. Yes. And I will admit that after we had waited that 10 years and we were established and had jobs and a home and children, when he said, we're going to go to Bible school and head to the mission field, my first reaction was not, okay, let's go. <laughs> but um, but God God made a way and he um, fulfilled the calling that he gave, had given us. So that got us into missions. And then... Uh... Our first uh, few years, we was in Trinidad and Tobago, and God opened up the door for us to uh, go to Haiti. And uh, we was appointed field superintendent for the work in Haiti. And uh, that's where we've been the last uh, uh, long time. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome, and that and that's and it wouldn't have it, you wouldn't have lasted this this long if it wasn't for God. If it wasn't exactly, a exactly true actual calling, and that's 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 why no doubt about it, and that's why that's why we're talking about it tonight because this is not just something you can just like you said, Sister Brian, you didn't just oh yeah, let's go to the mission field, you know, you just it, it took time, it you took prayer, it took you know time for y'all to be ready. God forbid if yes. you guys would have went the first couple of years of your marriage, or you know even the first five years of marriage. Who knows if you'd be here to, I, I would hope you, and I'll trust you would That's be, right. but you just never know it with you never know. Ever in the perfect timing of God. It yeah. is actually God's timing. And, and and you can't forget that in God's timing, you know? Yes, sir. That's incredible. And so next brother and sister, Brian, because again, we're, we're hoping and we're praying that those watching uh, may feel the drawing, may feel a call to the mission field and, and to, into global mission. So what would you share with to somebody that is feeling that call? Uh, first and foremost, I would say go. <laughs> that's that's what that's what I say, go. Uh, you can start with small steps and work yourself into, um, they, they don't very much just appoint a career missionary status uh, to somebody that's new and fresh, but there are ways to get connected. I remember a couple of years ago, I had a, a a boy in my uh, young man in my English school class, and he was a pretty rough character. He wasn't wow. uh, didn't attend church. He came to our our headquarters to do the English class, but by the time the the class was about to finish, he says, "Everybody knows who I am, but if somebody wanted to change, what would they do?" And my answer to him was to position yourself around other Christians. Uh, look at people that you know are are doing and acting the way that you want to do and act and and allow them to lead and guide you into this new new way of living and that would be my um advice to somebody that is uh 
wanting and it's in their heart. They feel called, um, but they're uncertain of the direction that God wants them to do. Position yourself around uh, missionaries. Uh, there are so many programs now. Um, youth on missions if you're younger, um, but you also can go to uh, the Mission Connect. Um, they have, I think it's every year, maybe every other year, um, but it's a lot of missionaries and um, people that are involved in missions that um, take a few days to to stir up that calling in you and and give you some direction. There's the the AIM program and um, next steps and just on from there. And so what I would say, what my advice would be, go to a mission field, visit the field, and to also position yourself around other people that have done that, um, that can lead you and guide you into in in the ways to to become more connected you know it really doesn't matter what you feel you're what you have to offer there's always room for you uh I, brother mac i remember you uh did everything when you was uh there in the dominican republic from from working from helping lay tile to uh, building uh, making books and different things so it doesn't matter what your talents are there's always room position yourself and that was great around missionaries, find a missionary that you can uh, talk to and uh, go from there. That's incredible. And I love what you said, Sister Brian. And that would be my advice because being one that has been on the mission field is go. I have not, I've not stopped telling people, if you have an opportunity to go, it's life-changing. It is absolutely life-changing to go on the mission field. You may not end up on the mission field, but I think everyone, every young person should be on a mission, exactly. field, a mission trip and next steps, I loved it. You know, it's, it's it's three weeks of training, so they're not just going to throw you into the field. You know, they they spend time with you. The Bryans, they were part of the the training program and different ones, and uh, just an incredible time, life changing. Again, it's been well over t ten years, so close to probably fifteen years now. That yes. and I still haven't forgot about it. I mean, the Shirley's and I are still close. I love great I time. Some of the gr great some some of the greatest missionaries. And just life changing. The things we saw, and I and I, I'm throwing this in here, but and actually we're going to be talking about it in just a little bit about things we, that you guys have seen on the mission field, and it's uh, just incredible what what can happen. And and I don't know. I don't think I would be. I I know I wouldn't be where I am today. Was it not for that trip back yes. in 2008? And so I I pray if you are if you're feeling a call if you're feeling a draw talk to your pastor get connected to global missions yep. reach out to the missionaries uh, that's why we're having this conversation because we we know there's people out there that are feeling the call they're just not sure what to do and how to go about it and so yes. I'm so excited uh, to to have this opportunity this leads us into the next question brother and sister Brian because obviously there's there's you know maybe some resistance or some hesitation. And, and what would you say or what do you feel is the biggest hindrance to people accepting the call to global missions? You know, when we was uh, preparing for this uh, podcast, I began to think, you know, what what is our setbacks? And it all goes back to one word, I believe, and it's called fear. Yeah. Uh, people have a fear of, of the unknown, fear of finance, fear of, of being away from family, uh, fear of the, the what ifs, the, just the unknown. And I, 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 when we begin to, when I began to think about that and preparing for this, I thought, 
you know, how much it, if we let that rule our life, then we really can't be successful on anything and, and even God, because we realize that God is the one uh, that takes care of that fear. And when we put our faith and our trust in him, uh, not saying it's going to be easy and you're not going to have different things come your way, but it's nothing to be afraid of, not fear. Uh, and, and we can go back to scripture. He's not giving us a spirit of fear. But uh, and so I think that when it, when you put all it together and you begin to list it, um, it can boil down to uh, fear. And as I was uh, thinking about this today in preparation for this podcast, I thought, you know what? Uh, one of the greatest things that we can do is just uh, pray that God's anointing would would, would come upon you. And yes. and if you're listening to this uh, this podcast, I encourage you find your place. And I know that it's it's old school, uh, but just pray and just say, God. Um, and and right now I'm feeling the Holy Ghost that, yes, that, that this is a word to somebody that you have been contemplating this. I've heard have a, have had other people call and and want to know hey you know about Haiti and different things and before they hang up and they I just don't think I can do that I'm to be honest I'm just afraid of of, of what's going on and different things for my family uh, but when we put our trust in our yes, our faith in God uh, God can handle the finances he it, it's all his to start with and and, and he can handle uh, your sicknesses or he can handle your family and 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 take care of your kids. You know, you, if you have kids and you think, oh, you know, going to the mission field, is it going to warp them or or whatever? To fear that that you have of your kids. And yes, we want to take care of our family and our kids, uh, but uh, don't let the fear override what God has called you to do. If God's called you to do it, we just got to do it. And and I tell you what, right now, if if you're sitting listening to this, I encourage you. Uh, put your trust and your faith in God. We do for everything else. So why not trust him? If God called you into the ministry, God called you into mission or whatever ministry, uh, I, I uh, encourage you, do not let the unknown rule and dictate your ministry because God put that calling inside of you and turn it over to him. That would be my, uh, my uh, biggest advice on, on how to get there and how to overcome that. Amen. That's incredible. And that's one thing, you know, going back to what, what Global Missions offers, you know, is the difference in trips and difference in, you know, terms that people can serve. I think that can, that, that has, can help, you know, maybe help with that fear is that, you know, you're just not jumping into it. You're just not committing to a 20 year, you know, calling or 30 year calling, but having those, you know, there's week long trips, there's, you know, months long trips, exactly. whatever, you know, and again, I think starting off small is smart. You know, I mean, we went to the El Salvador in 2004 with our, with our young people. It was just, you know, like a five day trip, maybe seven day trip. Sure. So then we just, then in 2008, we jumped into that two month trip. That was, it was a leap of faith, but my God, I would not have traded it for the world. And so I'm so thankful for Global Missions offering those different aspects, just sure. one, one one way to help with that fear that, uh, that you were talking about. Mm -hmm. and, and, that, and, uh, and again, trust God. If he yes, calls sir. you, he, he will he will take care of it. You know, and that and that's, you know, and I, I, the one thing that I, I one of the things I'll never forget 
about being on that trip is I, I was in, I can't remember whose class it was, but we were, we were in class and I was, I was, you know, contemplating, am I really supposed to be here? Is this, God, are you really, you know, is this, was, was this really your nudge or this call for me to go on this trip? And I'll never forget it until the day I die that I just felt arms come around me and yes. it's like God speak and say, you know what? You're here for, for a purpose. You're supposed to be here. And so if you, and again, I, so I'm like, it goes back to that trust thing that you, that you're, you're nailing. And I think it's so, so vitally important because we have to trust God. If we don't trust God, we're going to have the fear. We, it's sure. undeniable. And exactly. so that, it's just incredible. Trust God. If, if you're, if you're feeling that call, go, it's, it's, you'll never be the same again. On to our next question and really ties into kind of maybe the hindrance that people are feeling about accepting the call to global missions. Brother and Sister Brian, would you share some of the miracles that you've seen while in Haiti and the oh, different sure. things that you've seen? <laughs> um, I have seen a lot of miracles in Haiti. I've seen uh, very simple miracles and I've yeah. seen some, some big miracles. Um, I've seen miracles of provision where um a lady that was in my home and I did not know what her need was but I had um I had bought an item at the store it was oil um that I don't normally use um but I don't know we had had a really bad day the day before <laughs> and we wanted some comfort food and we took that um we we needed some french fries fried in real oil <laughs> And so we had bought a big container of oil because it's the only thing that we could get at the store that we stopped. And um, by the the next day, I didn't want all this oil and she was there, a, a Haitian friend of mine. So I asked her if she wanted to take that oil home and she her eyes filled with hmm. tears. And she said, I had just told my daughter um, I didn't know where we were going to get oil, but mm. that God would provide. And so yeah. that was just one uh, small miracle of, of provision for her. But I have also um, been driving down the road and, um, and had a, a, a gang of, um, of guys come out and, and block the road in front of me with... Wow with machine guns pointed at our vehicle. And um, for for some reason, I mean, they were close enough to have hit our car, mm. um, but they did not hit our car. Praise God. Um, until my husband was able to get the car, uh, you know, turned around in the middle of the road and go back the other direction. They are, um, they're firing, but they're not hitting us. Um, oh. We've we've had instances where our work team, um, we, we do a lot of construction in Haiti, and we had a work team that the, they had been working all day. They took the work truck and they were headed back to our headquarters complex from our hill. And they had been robbed the day before on that same road. And uh, so several of them were a little uncomfortable, but they were headed back home, and so they were in the work truck when um, chaos broke out around them, and the gangs started um, 
disabling the vehicles, burning them, trying to rock them and uh, just causing chaos in the street. And so our work team, they bailed. They, they <laughs> left the truck in the middle of the uh, in the middle of the road and they ran and they just scattered like um, like you would if you were trying to get out of a place. So they they scattered. Um, they when they got to safety, they called my husband. They said, we are so sorry. And we have told them multiple times, don't give up your life for any of our um, things. No, no, there is nothing that is more important than your lives, you know, save yourself first. So. Um, they were just sure that the the work truck was was gone. But uh, about three hours later, it had calmed down in the area, and one of them went back to um to see our our work truck. And every vehicle around it was burned uh -huh. out. There was probably ten or twelve burned out vehicles. And our vehicle was right in the center of it oh and God. did not have any damage whatsoever. The tires were fine. They got in, they started it and drove it out from around and away from those uh, burned out vehicles. So I've had many, many um, miracles of safety and protection. I had one day we were just on our way to the grocery store. And we were taking the, the normal road that we would take. And uh, when we turned out onto the main road, um, we, we started seeing people running on the side of the road. And that was always our indication that something was happening. You know, people were seeing guns or something uh, was happening and that was making the people run. And so it wasn't just a couple of seconds later and we're hearing the gunfire and we're hearing the, the shots. So my husband's like, okay, we need to turn back around. So we were turning around in the middle of the road, heading back to the intersection where we had come onto that main road at, uh, the only road back to our house. But when we got to that intersection, it went, it had broke out at that intersection also. So there was shooting in front of us, there was shooting behind us, and we didn't really have a clear path um, to safety. So we, uh, there was one other main road, which is normally a road that we know is not the best. And so we had tried to avoid that road, but there was active shooting in both directions. So hmm. we did turn down that road. And as soon as we turned down that road, um, we both looked at each other and says, we do not feel good about this. There was no people on the road. There were no cars wow. on the road. And that was usually an indication that something had just cleared out the, the population. So again, he's like, okay, I'm turning around, but I don't know where to go mm -hmm. um, from here. So we, I, I told him, I says, I don't know this road, but I do know that I saw the vehicle from uh, it's a it's a business called um, Flero, and uh, it was a bakery truck. It's a big bakery truck, and uh, some of the roads, if you turn down a side road that you don't know in Haiti, you might come up to where it's really just for walking. Uh, you can get in there and you can get stuck because you can't get out, uh, and the road gets too thin and narrow. So. I told him, I said, I know where I saw that truck turn in. We can go back and we'll turn on that truck. They live out by their businesses out by where we live. So we said, we'll just follow where they they went. And 
uh, surely that will get us back to our house. So we we went and he said, are you sure? Before <laughs> I turned down here, are you sure? I says, I am positive. I saw their bakery truck turn down this road. So he took my word for it and we turned down there. By the time we got back into there, into that neighborhood, just a little ways, the road got very narrow. Our vehicle was just, uh, it's a Montero, it's an SUV, but it's not a big SUV, but certainly not as big as their bakery truck. And we were having to pull our mirrors, our side mirrors in to get through that, that road, but we did make it. But he's looking at me and saying, it is impossible that their truck went through this road uh, and i the only thing i can explain is that god allowed me to see the clear path mm. that we needed to take because we we went down that road and just a little ways after we put our mirrors in the road opened up and it took us straight to our house so um god provides in many many ways he, he he's a great provider he's a great protector he will lead and guide us he will um, he will direct your paths every time I get in the vehicle in Haiti without fail. Every time I get in the vehicle in Haiti, I say, Jesus, take the wheel and be a shield because mm. I have had guns fired at our Sheaves for Christ, move the missions now uh, vehicle multiple times. Your episode is not long enough to hear all our stories <laughs> of how God has protected us in Haiti. So uh, he's just an amazing God. And whatever you need, God's got it. I, I think one of the, the, the if, if miracles and things could be neat, yes. uh, we had turned on a road that uh, uh, sometimes the gangs hang out on, but it was a uh, road that we had to go on to get home. And as we turned the corner, there was a gang, a group of guys with machine guns, and 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 they was hiding in the grass, waiting on the next vehicle to come through. And uh, as we approached, we we looked over, we saw them, and they could not see us. I was in a big uh, our children's home uh, vehicle that we used to haul or, or take our transport our kids around, and they couldn't see us, they couldn't hear us, they didn't even know we was around. And I looked over at her and said, "Can you believe this? They don't know that we're here." Wow. It, 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 it was a, a kind of a, a neat miracle, if miracles can be neat. Yeah. Yes, that, and, that's, and it goes back to that trust, trusting in God. The, look at what he can do if we put our trust in him. You know, it's yes. just incredible. And like you, you said it right, Sister Brian. We, we would be here all night because I know there's many more stories that you guys can tell. And maybe we can sometime soon uh, <laughs> talk about more because it's a, a Having a heart for missions, I, I I love hearing the stories. We're privileged here to have uh, sister brother and sister Sawyer, uh, retired missionaries to Belize. So that they're in our church, and sister Amy Sawyer, and they're just I, we we get we get we get missionary stories all the time. I I, I love it. Yes, because it's just amazing to to hear the goodness of God. And so as we wrap up tonight, brother and sister Brian, I would just like you to share whatever remarks you have um, on the life of a missionary, but also I want you to share. Um, any current needs you might have in Haiti, just because you never know who may, who might be watching that has a heart for missions, but maybe they just won't go. And there's, there's what, as we know, there's many ways to go. You may not always go in person, but you can go in prayer, you can go in giving. And so I'd like you to uh, share maybe some current needs that you guys have after your remarks. Um, you know, uh, 
we uh, do give God thanks and uh, the, the work in, in Haiti, God has blessed it from the, uh, from our children's homes to um, the, the Bible school. Uh, when I accepted uh, the Bible or Haiti, one of the main things that we push is our Bible school. The Bible school went from just a few uh, to right around 140, 150 training a year. Uh, God has blessed every aspect. My wife uh, felt the need that for the to educate the the population so they can get better job to have an English school. There wasn't one, so wow. um, she uh, opened an English school uh, before the recent chaos broke out. Uh, there was like around five hundred students in her English school, and so God, God has really blessed the, the the different aspects of of our ministry there. And uh, as far as needs, uh, definitely is is prayer. Yes. Um, the the crime in Haiti is not being publicized, mm. uh, but it is unbelievable. Uh, we have had church ladies get raped on the way to service. Oh, oh. Uh, um, uh, anything you can imagine uh, from gangs taking over churches. We had a pastor that lost his church uh, to gangs. They came in, took over his home, his church, uh, his family fled. And obviously it uh, uh, worked on him mentally. Mm. Uh, we could tell stories, but right now the, the main thing is that, that we need to pray for uh, peace and however God can get these gangs under, under control. Uh, it's not on the main news uh, outlets. However, if you go and look, you will find it. Um, all the gangs have just taken over mm. after the assassination of the president uh, two years ago, maybe at this point. There, we've not had a president. Uh, the the political system is just totally gone, and the gangs are running the country. Uh, from the fuel, you can't get fuel at gas stations. Mm. Uh, you buy it off the streets, and then, and you're buying it off of gangs, and wow. you're paying anywhere from twenty to thirty dollars a gallon. Uh, because it's uh, the gangs are just controlling what comes in and what goes out, and so the the pray that somehow that God would dry up the funds for the gangs or their ammunition or or something. Uh, we've had to put uh, armed guards everywhere uh, just for the safety of of the staff, and yeah. uh, we want to so pray pray for 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 peace. Yes, I I know that. In the midst of all this, God is still working. Oh, yes. Uh, we had got pictures uh, Saturday of baptisms. And oh, and so uh, good things are happening. But the main thing right now is is the uh, pray for peace and uh, the, the need that's going on there. Uh, we have three complexes. Uh, they're in very strong danger mm. uh, of, of gangs taking them over the, in the uh, so uh, we want to uh, pray for the, the the need there. In Jesus' name. Well, I definitely know that you, you have our prayers, and I know and I'm urging our viewers and our listeners today to take, if you, do, if you, if you don't currently pray for Haiti and the Bryans, please take them under and yes. pray for them, fast for them. They need it. I'm telling you, I love these folks. They're incredible people. They've done such a great work for God, still doing a great work for God. And I'm just so incredibly 
proud and, and thankful to, to call them my friends and just to, for the work that they do. And so, Brother and Sister Brian, I commit to you that we will be praying and fasting for you all. Um, well, thank you very much. We so much we, appreciate you um, and your sacrifice. Well, we appreciate this time to be with you um, and to, to share what's going on in Haiti, uh, the, the good and the, the not so good. But God has always protected and uh, kept his hand on us. And uh, so we give God thanks for his many blessings and what God has uh, in store. And uh, again, I'd like to go back in closing. That yes. if, if you are thinking of missions on, on any level, uh, as my wife said, just do it. Uh, quit sitting around and, and thinking about just get up and, 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 and do it in any form to get your feet wet, whether it's a, a week trip or a, uh, an ongoing um, missions trip. Um, and then don't, don't let fear take, take control because God's got this. If God's called you and, uh, he's going to take care of, of any aspect of it, uh, your finances, your, um, because God called you and, uh, he'll, he will take care of you. Uh, don't be afraid, uh, jump in and, and do what God's called you to do in any aspect of ministry, whether it's missions or otherwise. Amen. Well, thank you, brother and sister Brian, so much for joining us tonight. And if you're watching tonight and you're feeling that call to missions, please reach out to Global Missions at the United Pentecostal Church. Reach out to the Bryans. Reach out to any missionary. I know they'll be happy to help you, help you to just maybe lead and guide you. Obviously, first talk to your pastor, but also I we encourage you, if you have are feeling a call to the missions, go, because I promise you, your life will never be the same again. If you're watching this tonight, I encourage you to go back and watch it again because this is an incredible episode. Hope to have the Bryans again, because there's just yeah. incredible people doing a great work for God, and I'm so thankful for them. Thank you, Brother and Sister Brian, again for joining us tonight. And to those watching, we pray you all have a great day in Jesus' name.